Welcome to the Notary Ninja Show with author, entrepreneur, business developer, and, well, ninja master, Mark Sias. We discuss side hustles, business opportunities, scams, leveling up, and so much more. Just don't argue with them. It could cost you your life. You can reach Mark at LegalDocPrepNotary.com. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Notary Ninja Show. So today we are going to talk about the secrets to getting more business volume in your notary business. And probably some of what we'll discuss will work for any business model. So many of you might be... uh, loan signing agents and uh as we know the uh debt market ebbs and flows if you didn't know that if you kind of came into that during that uh boom things were just good and orders were dropping but the reality is is that uh you know real estate kind of uh kind of ebbs and flows and it will be back for sure but um if you were, if that was your main source, you're going to want to uh, implement some other strategies to keep the revenue flowing. So, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about some of the some of the kind of off-label things that we do to keep that going, and um, and uh, hopefully these work out well for you. Um, one thing that uh, I would say to do, obviously, if you're in business, there's some rudimentary things that you want in place, like a website or a landing page and um, business cards, uh, any kind of um, any kind of other um, marketing material, like the pens that are branded, you know, that, that stuff's good, obviously we need to have our social media account needs to uh, be optimized. We need to be letting people know what it is you do and what you offer. And those are pretty big. Even if you don't have a big Facebook following, you want your Facebook, you want a link in your profiles, all your social profiles to your business and your business website and be periodically posting content related to that. And why is that? Because people, well, there's two reasons. One, people who don't know you will troll your profile, okay? <laughs> and they'll find out what you're up to. And two, you have, anytime you put content out there, um, Facebook or whatever whatever modality you use most, um, it ends invariably ends up getting crawled by Google and Google does what Google does best, which is crawl everything and display it. So that makes for your content and you and your business getting uh, discovered quite readily. You know, you should have a, uh, you probably have a personal Facebook account, but you should get a, uh, what they call a Facebook fan page or business page or page. They just kind of goes under different names, but um that is your business name directly 
and is linked. It has a synonymous phone numbers and addresses. And maybe a lot of you already know that, but maybe some of you aren't implementing that. And those simple things right there will allow you to generate some revenue. I've gotten huge um, amounts of just mobile notary work and general notary work off of uh, my Facebook fan page, you know, and, and from a ways out too. like I've had um, people that were with the exception that they were willing to pay my fee, uh, hire me from, you know, uh, quite a distance. And when I always ask them, cause I always want to know, well, how did you find us or what was you, how did you find us? And I'm surprised. And some of them are like, well, I found your Facebook page. Um, or your Facebook fan page, your business page. So that is a, a simple thing to do. And once you set it up, yeah, you can add some content to it, but it kind of functions in a set it and forget it fashion. Uh, so there's something right there to do. Now, the other thing that you can do from your, uh, obviously loans are slow and real estate closings are slow, but you can go back in and audit those things and make sure that your profiles are optimized and even go through if you have a working list of uh, clients and vendors going through and um, working those maybe even dropping a line and making sure everything's in good standing just because you might overlook something um, you know I can remember at one point in time I thought I had every vendor under the sun and I didn't, I was missing a couple of big ones that I guess I thought I got connected with, but I either got disconnected with or hadn't really completed the process with them and ended up making a big difference. So there is another tip for you is to just kind of do an audit on the, the vendors that you have and see if you're missing any. And then of course, expanding into other territories that would require your services as well. So this can take several forms. Um, the most easiest and probably the most uh, easiest to segue into would be doing uh, estate documents with attorneys. So you could reach out to some attorneys and offer to meet any of their clients that are doing estate documents in like hospital, their clients are in a hospital or their clients are otherwise indisposed or their clients, usually if they're doing estate documents, have the luxury of mobile notary services. They will just foot that bill to be convenienced. So uh, those are things that you don't want to underestimate the validity of them because they can keep you pretty busy. Um, and as far as these reaching out to these attorneys, it's pretty much the same tactics that you would use to get title direct, um, which there's obviously a lot of tactics that you can use to get title directed. The common one is the pop-in and you can do that with attorneys, but you can also email and call them and uh, send them a mailer. Uh, I personally prefer emails. Uh, that has worked well for me. Uh, as long as you are carefully structuring that and you're not coming across as spammy, it works pretty well. Um, so let's look at some other things that we can do, or, and I'm just going to tell you what I do, what I've done and has worked. Now, one specific demographic 
that uh, works really well or that really needs your services is um, assisted living facilities. Now, same thing. Let me put assisted living in context. These are not nursing homes uh, where people who are on Medicaid, you know, like a spend down Medicaid are in. I'm talking about assisted living. These are people who it's almost like a condo for elderly people that is super convenient. The meals are all prepared. They have like their little mini apartments. These kinds of places, the the residents there are paying a good chunk of change to be there. Um, so they have um, what you would say retired well, okay? And people who retired well, uh, they usually don't get out of there much. That's kind of their social environment. That's their home. Uh, they are either highly interested or in need of mobile notary services. Now, the trick to getting that revenue is um, you'll want to reach out and connect with your um, with their event coordinator. And sometimes it's the same person who does admitting. And so, so sometimes it might even be that you need to get a hold of somebody admitting, but usually it's the event coordinator. And again, they can be the same person. But if you reach out to the event coordinator and tell them who you are and what you do, and that you would like to come to their facility and do a, we'll call it a seminar, but it's not going to be a seminar. It's more like a very brief um, presentation because it doesn't take very long, 30, 40 minutes. And you've kind of given them all the different things that you offer and why they would want to use you. And at this point, they can put a face with a name. And oftentimes, just the impression you make on the event coordinator will allow them to turn you into the first, you know, firsthand service. Uh, surprisingly, a lot of people don't do that. Um, another thing that is easy to do is to get connected with um, your chamber of commerce. It may or may not be worth it for you. For us, we are, for example... In our community, we are the only notary service that is with the, the local chamber of commerce. And I can tell you it's worth it. Um, we, as soon as we signed up, the uh, the president of that chamber went immediately, their office is located in a, play, a, a wedding hall where they actually rent it out for weddings. And the first thing he did is went right over to the, to the people that do the booking for the wedding and said, hey, we've got a business here who's a wedding efficient and they're like, Oh, fantastic. We got it. We want to add them to the roster, you know, um, just like that. And then the, uh, another thing that they've done is at some of the gatherings, which I, I only go to ones that are convenient. I don't go to all of them. Um, I'm not a real kind of rub elbows kind of guy, but we've gone to these and we've met lenders and realtors and we've met, title and escrow people who literally invited us right back to their office after the the mixer you know as it were and been introduced to them and been able to get our contact and, and get referrals from them right there so chamber of commerce for us was an easy win again it's something that you would try out and see if it works for you or not if you get a membership at your local chamber and it's not really good then you know don't renew it. And the other thing you can do is ask around because not all chambers of commerce are created equal. At ours, there are actually members that are in the chambers of commerce for several of them. And I've asked them, well, why are you in several? 
And they kind of did it all at once to see what was the best. And I was pleased to find out that ours was one of the better ones. But um, you can do a chamber of commerce shop around, <laughs> you know, find ones in your local community. You know, if there's a couple of them, find the one that seems to work the best for you. Uh, so there is that. And um, so let's talk about a uh, some more tactics that you can do. Um, my favorite thing to do is uh, just web dominance. So you have this works two ways. One, you have a Google local ranking, uh, you know, a map ranking. And then you also have your... Um, you know, what would come up as your organic search. And the name of the game is to try to optimize both of those for uh, good positioning. And each of them, the, the, I guess we call the SEO works differently in each instance. Um, Google per se, Google maps, uh, they like what they call map citations, uh, which is how many times your specific map location is embedded somewhere else. And they like what they call name, address, phone number consistency. So that's how when I was just talking about your Facebook page and any other social profiles or web directories that they have the consistent information that tends to be a huge factor in your map listing. And the other thing that helps is um, getting reviews. So if you don't have reviews on your Google page, then get some. <laughs> ask. If you ask people, if you send emails to people and ask them to review, uh, they will definitely, you know, you, you, people will. Not everybody will, but some people will. And that reviews, the more reviews will help bolster your listing. And the other thing you want to do with those reviews is always respond to the reviews and not just respond with a gee, thanks for the review, but respond to the review with some keywords. Thank you for using our mobile notary service. Thank you for using our mobile notary and fingerprinting service. Thank you for using our 24 hour notary service our remote online notaries, you get the picture here, right? I mean, and again, you can use this for anything. It doesn't matter if you are doing, uh, you have a med spa, same concept. Um, and I say med spa because we're actually, I'm working with a local med spa co um, company or business uh, practice and uh, helping them to get their listings up right now. Basically just employing the same things that I did in my own business uh, that are working for theirs. Different set of keywords, but same concept. So your web site that you have, that is what ideally you want that to show up uh, organically in Google. And that's a bit trickier uh, because your site, you have to have some on-site SEO optimization, probably too much for me to go into right now, but you're going to have to have on your site some keywords and the biggest single search keyword you could have would be notary near me um, for sure. And that's on site. Now off site SEO is just simply link building strategies and uh, that's time consuming. Um, there's low hanging links that you can get uh, by just doing a little bit of Google searching. But if you want to get the high end, the quality links, 
you got to do some content creation on your site that people would want to share. And you might have to do a little bit of reaching out to um, other notaries or other institutions that may have some kind of complimentary or, or adjacent service and offering to, you know, asking them if they'll let you guest blog or, or share links. So that is those strategies will get you found on the web, which is the greatest way to do this because the internet never stops working 24 seven. It's just uh, out there putting your name out there and generating leads for you in the way of phone calls and emails and stuff. And that brings me to another point on your website is that you want to have uh, your contact info, obviously, and you want to have some kind of opt-ins. Um, an opt-in is a way for them to contact you via email. And not only do you respond to them in that email, make whatever arrangements you're trying to make, but you want to save their emails, okay? You want to be able to get them to opt in, to you know, to subscribe. And that way you have the ability to send them a monthly newsletter, a weekly newsletter, whatever structure you want a newsletter. But that sending out that newsletter positions you, one, it keeps you in their mind as the go-to. And two, it gives you a position of expertise uh, where people will think, geez, they really know what they're talking about and what they're doing. So they will um, continue to use your services. So there are a few things right there that are pretty easy to do and easy to implement. And you can get your, you know, you can get your revenue increased. So let's talk about some other things that we can do here. So we've got, so, so far we've got uh, expanding your markets and then we've talked about um, your web presence and of course, email campaigns or newsletters. And so uh, the next strategy that I'm going to talk about is uh, government contracts. Now, this is um, something that is to be, to be a government contractor is something that requires a little bit more hoops to jump through. It's not as easy as getting appointed like with a notary vendor. But once you do, once you do go through that process uh, and you are approved to contract with the government, you aren't going to find yourself in a lot of competition at all with notaries because most notaries aren't doing this, but you are able to bid on things and they can be, see the government, just like everybody else, buys property, sells property, clears land, has contracts, even real estate contracts that they're doing. And uh, usually what they are doing is they are just hiring a government contract service, a contractor to go facilitate those transactions for them. And that can be you as long as you go through the process of setting that up. And um, I'll actually put, since it's hard to explain, I will put links in the description of where you would go to start that process to get government contracting work. So there's a few ideas there. Um, we've got uh, in the show, we've got some pretty colorful guests coming up. Uh, I have a CEO 
uh, of a business, a big shot who is from down under, <laughs> might. And uh, so excited to have him on here in a couple of weeks and pick his brain. He has uh, been very successful and he has ways of making, uh, simplifying the success process that I'm excited to hear about. So, cause, uh, I certainly is same as anybody else. I certainly feel like sometimes it's a real uphill battle, but, uh, he has uh, done quite well and he has some insight that we're going to be able to get from him. And, uh, as well coming up, we're going to have a guest who has made a ton in the Airbnb market and i'm curious to see i'm curious to pick your brain about that because it's this is a new industry you know i mean it's been around for a few years but it's still new and there are still plenty of opportunities there not as not just as a notary but as uh, as a notary who does well and you may want to invest your money and branch out into other things like we have uh to listen to so uh, so she'll be Lauren Coast. She'll be coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, that's going to be interesting. And um, you can, as as a notary, you actually can. And we'll talk about this when she's on the show some more. But you can actually um, offer your services to them. And the way that you would go about that is with um, you know notarized contracts, you know notarized agreements they have with guests, and also with work that they have done most people who get into an airbnb at least the ones that i know anyway uh, are doing a lot of um remodeling before they're taking their stuff to market and remodeling if you don't know requires notices of commencement and notices of termination and if you buddy up with a few of these even by getting into the groups like facebook groups uh, you will find yourself with a couple of them on speed dial that will be happy to have somebody who is quote unquote, fast and affordable, as they always say. So that is it for this episode of the Notary Ninja Show. Thanks for tuning in. Um, stick around. Like I said, we've got some exciting guests coming up and we will talk to you guys soon.